0: Hey, welcome everybody, uh, Pastor Josiah here. Uh, welcome to the first episode of our Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. It's what we're calling it for now. Of course, we're open to suggestions. Um, what's the point? Um, we hope to do. I hope to do two things with this podcast. Um, I want to give you that encouragement and strengthening we always get from getting into God's Word. So there's that, and. But the second thing is we're gonna discipline ourselves to look at these scriptures in three different ways. It'll be the heart of this podcast. And uh, the three different ways we're gonna look at scripture is this. One, we're gonna look at the context of the scripture. In other words, what's the larger context? What's What letter uh, is it found in? What book of the Bible? And uh, how does that bear on the meaning of the verse? Because it always will. And then the second thing we're gonna look at is so then what was the original author trying to say to the original audience? If we keep that in mind, it will help us not read uh, things into scripture that aren't there and will help us get what the Holy Spirit who inspired these scriptures in the first place, the point he was trying to make through the human author. And so we'll do our best to find out what did it mean to the original audience. And then the third thing we'll always do is where can you see Jesus in these verses? Because we believe as uh, Christians and followers of Jesus Christ uh, that Jesus said the scriptures were about him. He told the Pharisees, you think you have life in the scriptures, but they all point to me and you won't come to me so that you'll have life. So we want to do that. We want to come to Jesus. We don't want to be like the Pharisees. So it might challenge us and stretch us sometimes to say, can you really find Jesus in every scripture? I think if Jesus said so, then you can. So we're going to do our best to look because if we keep ourselves focused on Christ, we can't go wrong. And now, what's going to be the source of our scriptures that we use for these podcasts? Um, I'd, I have benefited greatly from Version, the Version app. It's free to download. It was invented by a church staff. It's just really neat. And the whole point of Version is to make the Bible accessible to you in so many ways. They have reading plans and all kinds of stuff are they sponsoring this podcast? No, they're not. <laughs> I just really like you Version, And uh, one of the things they do, which I really appreciate is, they shoot a verse of the day to my phone every day. And it has helped me a lot. Now, of course, there's dangers involved in just reading a verse of the day. And that's why we're gonna look at it three different ways. We're gonna look at the context, and we're gonna look at what the original author meant to say, and then we're gonna find Jesus in the scripture. So if you follow along with the you version verse of the day, um, that's great. If you don't, um, that's fine, too. It's not like you're going to be lost, but it's a free download, so you have to wonder why you wouldn't want uh, that verse coming to you. Now, um, we wish we could bring this to you every single day. I don't think that's going to happen right now. God might help us, and we may be able to find a way to have this scripture podcast every day, but for right now, we're just going to do the best we can to get them out as often as we can. And so um, you're not going to get one for every verse of the day, but that'll be the source of our scriptures, okay? And now, um, if you have any questions or feedback on anything you hear on our scripture podcast, uh, what you should do is you should email me, because I love questions and and comments to help us do better or to bring clarity to anything you hear. So you should email me at jserra at thecrosspoint.com. So my first initial and last name, J-S-E-R-R-A at thecrosspoint.com with any questions or comments, okay? So enough of introductions, let's get into our scriptures for today. And before we do that, we'll do what we should always do, which is Pray. So Father, we thank you so much for your word, and uh, we do believe that your Holy Spirit moved upon human authors to communicate what you wanted them to say, and to bring us your word so that we could know you better, and especially so we could stay focused on your son, Jesus Christ, so that we could be filled with your spirit and to serve you. And so we dedicate ourselves now to scripture, and I ask that you would help us. uh, Let this podcast do what it's supposed to do, which is build up the people of God, and we thank you for your help in Jesus' name. So I woke up this morning, checked my phone, um, 4.55 when no one should be up. Uh, so I woke up, I got to beat my five kids uh, to the punch. So I woke up early, checked my phone, and I found out that today's you version scripture of the day was from 1 Peter, the letter of 1 Peter, it's towards the back of your New Testament. After all the letters of Paul and Hebrews, uh, you'll find First and Second Peter there towards the back. And uh, the verse was from chapter 4 and verse 10. So chapter 4, verse 10. So the first thing we'll do is read it. So 1 Peter chapter four, 4, verse 10, reading from the ESV version says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now, um, a lot of things about a Bible verse, first, if you know a little bit about the Bible already, this is going to help you already. That's the effectiveness of a verse of the day, so there's nothing wrong with it. If you know that you have received a gift, you know that as a Christian our primary thing is to serve other people in love, and, as you, and if you know what a steward is and that you're supposed to be a good steward of God's varied grace, then this acts as a good reminder. And that's wonderful but the thing is for a lot of us um, we could begin to drift on some of these things and for others of us we're new to scripture and that's a great thing because god is always welcoming people to a scripture so when you're new to it and you read one verse of the day sometimes you could be a little lost oh i received a gift where is it did i get it for christmas what's this gift you know i want to know if i receive something i want to know and then also use it to serve one another well what could he mean by that i'm willing i want to serve but what does he mean And I don't know what a steward is and what's God's varied grace, I'm not sure about that. So that's why it's uh, such a great idea for podcasts like this and other resources to help us dig into these kind of scriptures. And uh, there's a lot of just main tools that you need in order to get deeper in scripture. It's nice that there's not a million different things you need to do. There's just a couple different cardinal rules that if you follow them, it's not like you won't make any mistakes, but you will wipe out a vast amount of mistakes you could make in understanding scripture. And that's where our three cardinal rules for this podcast come from. So the first one we're gonna look at is, what is the context? Now you could go very deep with the context. We could have a whole Bible lesson. There could We could have biblical theology. We could have a history lesson. There's all kinds of things we could do. Uh, we don't have time for that in this context, but we can look at enough of it to shed quite a bit of light on what we're looking at. So for instance, I'll give you an example of what I mean. What is 1 Peter? 1 Peter is a letter written by the apostle Peter and he probably had somebody write for him like a secretary. So he dictated this letter to someone who wrote it down for him to send to a church, a community of believers, a real community of actual believers in a certain time in history in a certain place on the map. And these particular, this particular community of believers was not only facing all the usual things there is involved in following Jesus. So they were trying to understand the scriptures. They were just facing the daily obstacles of life. They were trying to deepen their prayer life and know God more and use their gifts of the Holy Spirit in their life to build up his church. Okay, They were doing all that stuff, but also they were um, facing persecution. Uh, they were being treated poorly because they were Christians. Uh, We know that because if you go through 1 Peter, you'll find it referenced many times. So Peter makes it plain that he knows he's writing to people who are being persecuted. In other words, they're being passed over for jobs or even uh, had their jobs or their livelihood taken away from them or maybe even put in prison and sometimes maybe even physically assaulted or killed because of their allegiance to Jesus Christ. It's important to remember that because if you can get into, at least to some degree, get into the heads of the people who are receiving these letters, it can help you understand so many things that are being said. Without context, we're pretty lost. So now we know this is being written by a guy, an apostle, someone who walked with Jesus, one of his original 12 disciples, who walked with him, saw him heal and be persecuted and even crucified and denied Jesus three times, but then was restored uh, to fellowship with Jesus after he rose from the dead. So it's all good stuff. This is Peter, and he's been serving God now for decades, and he's writing this letter to a church of people who are also serving God under the context of persecution. That's our big context. Now, there's always two parts to context. Like I said, there could be many, but there's two main ones. We just looked at the big part, which is this is from the letter of 1 Peter, and it's written to a community, and it's written to a community of Jesus Christ who's being persecuted for their faith. Okay, but now let's look at the immediate context. In other words, We just read from chapter four, verse 10, but what would happen if we just went a couple verses back and then a couple verses forward to put this back in its paragraph, to put this verse back in its paragraph to help us understand exactly what's being said. So let's do that. So going back to chapter four, verse seven, we get the immediate context and it says this, the end of all things is at hand, therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So that's uh, verses 7 through 9. That's what happens right before our verse 10. And already it's helped us a lot because it's set the plate. So in 10, it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. And if that left us wondering, I wonder how I can serve other people or what, what might Peter mean here by saying serve one another? Well, now we know, we look back to seven and look what it says. Above all, verse eight, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So we get this thing of like, look, sin is a big part of our world. It's a struggle in all of our lives. Yes, even the lives of believers. And considering these struggles, we should be, those who have been found by Jesus Christ, those who have been born again and filled with his spirit, should be those who are not hating each other anymore not competing with each other anymore but loving one another earnestly that means doing it with and meaning it loving each other and meaning it we should be loving each other embracing one another why because when we do that so many of our faults so many of our sins are as the bible says here covered and then in verse 9 show hospitality to one another without grumbling now I can be okay with the first one, but oftentimes I'm bad with the last one, the grumbling. And Peter says, none of that. You've been given a gift, use it to welcome. You know what that means, hospitality. Welcome people into your world. Welcome your fellow believers into your world and love them and don't complain about it. That's the context of Paul saying love each other. So that's our verses seven through nine. And then we get verse 10, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. God's varied grace. I wonder what he means about that. Well, if we're curious, we should continue in context to verse 11, where it says, whoever speaks, in other words, we're supposed to take care of this gift God's given us. Well, if God's gifted you with words, whoever does that as one who speaks oracles of God. In other words, if God's gifted you to speak and you're talking about him, do it with the reverence and seriousness and conviction and passion that you would do if God himself said, here, I want you to talk about me because that's what God has done. Can you believe that? That's one of the gifts that's been given to us. He says, you can talk about me. I've revealed myself to you in Jesus Christ. I've revealed myself to you in my word, and I'm giving you the gift to be able to talk to other people about me who don't know me. So when you do that, do it with that seriousness and that passion, as if you would, saying, God told me to do this. And then he goes on, whoever serves, perhaps you've been gifted to serve, you know how to make things run smoothly. You know how to welcome people. You know how to fix things. You know how to do all these things that without you and your gifts, none church services wouldn't go on. People wouldn't be helped. So if, you, if you're serving, do it as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Isn't that cool? So whether you speak or do actions with your body to serve Jesus Christ and to build up his church, what Peter is telling us is, this is something that's been given to you as a gift so now so often we see serving God as an obligation like he's given me heaven so I guess I better do something for him well that's silly you can't pay God back for an eternity of life and a new heaven and a new earth you can't pay him back that's not a bill to be paid that's a gift that's been given to you and then because God you use the Bible says we've repented from dead works to serve the living God so that means God has come into your life and said look You can keep wasting your life, serving yourself and worshiping your desires, but you know that's destroying you. You know that you're from the flesh, uh, you're reaping destruction. So instead, I'm giving you the gift to serve me and I'm empowering you by my Holy Spirit to serve me. And that's what Peter is telling us in 4.10. Remember, as good stewards, take care of this gift that's been given to you. Jesus has given you the opportunity to turn from serving yourself to serving him and he's empowered you to do that by his grace so whether that's from your mouth or with your body or both you do it as though you're doing it for god and with his strength pretty cool and then he finishes off here in verse 11 it says in order that in everything god may be glorified through jesus christ to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever amen So there's our immediate context. It keeps us from floating off and thinking, maybe my gift is this, maybe God's calling me to do this. No, we go and we look at 1 Peter 4.10 and we look at the verses that come before and after to say, this is the context and this is what I'm being asked to do. Now, we talked about a second thing we were gonna do. So first we looked at the context and hopefully that's helped us to some degree. And now we're gonna say, what did Peter mean to say to the original audience then? Now we get easy ones. Maybe that's why God let us do this for our first podcast. And this one, it's pretty easy because it's a direct commandment to the church. So what did Peter mean to say? I think he meant to say exactly what 10 says. He was telling them, hey, as each has received a gift. So he's referencing that. He's saying, look, all you believers in Christ, you know that you've been given a gift. What was that gift again? the opportunity to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to serve people for God. So he says, you know you've had that, use it to serve one another. Don't waste it on yourself. Don't keep using that gift for yourself or to make yourself look cool or good or keep yourself safe. Use it to serve one another. And when you do that, you're being a good steward of God's grace. You're not wasting it. You're not um, hiding it. You're not hiding from what God has given you. So that's exactly what Peter was trying to say. Now like I said, some of our other verses are maybe harder to understand. We have to look a little bit deeper to see exactly what the original author was trying to say. But one thing we could bring in here is Peter is talking, like we said, to a church that's facing some persecution for their faith. I can't speak for you but for me, whenever I'm serving God and someone's making it hard on me, if I'm getting any kind of pushback or, you know, maybe it's a family situation, extended family where they don't want, you know, they're not interested in your faith and there may be Uh, Throwing a little shade at you for being a Christian. My first instinct is to start thinking about myself. I get mad at them um, because they're causing me pain or making me feel left out or something. And so I get mad at them and I start thinking about myself and keeping myself safe. So this may be Peter telling them and reminding them hey, don't let this persecution turn you inward. Make sure you keep serving others. That's why God has called you. Be a good steward of his grace and don't start thinking about yourself. So um, that could be a large portion of why peter reminds him so much to keep looking at others okay so that's what peter was trying to say to his audience now the last thing we want to look at is can we find jesus in these verses now again um the bible's throwing us a bone here because we may have to look hard especially in some old testament scriptures um to link these things to christ but here we actually get a hint in these in the context so let's look at it again maybe some of you who are listening caught it already When you go to verse 11 he says whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of god whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that god supplies and here here we go in order that in everything god may be glorified through jesus christ so he's, he's he shows up we're looking for christ in these verses he actually shows up by name here in the context to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever So where can we find Jesus in a verse that says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace? Well, let's look at this. Jesus said that the gift he was given was the life that God had given him. So God picked Jesus Christ. He picked Mary that Jesus would be born to her. She was a virgin, had never known a man, and God, by his Holy Spirit, caused Jesus to be born from her as the Savior of Israel and as the Savior of all mankind. And so as we follow through the Gospels, and you can, if you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are four different books at the beginning of your New Testament that tell the story of Jesus. What you're gonna see is everything Jesus did, he always made sure everyone knew, he was doing it for the glory of his Father in heaven. And he even said that the only reason why he was born was to glorify his Father in heaven. He also says in the Gospel of John, everything that I do, I only do what I see my Father doing. He was a good steward of God's varied grace. God gave him the gift of his life and to be the exact representation of God in this earth. And so he used everything. Now, what was the ultimate thing that he did for us and for the world? Well, we know from reading the Bible that the greatest gift uh, Jesus gave us was to use his life. He laid it down himself. No one took it from him. He laid it down. He chose to allow wicked men to kill him because he knew that he was laying down his life. He was giving it as a gift so that we could be freed from the penalty of our sin if we would put our faith in him. So he actually used his entire life as a gift to serve us. Can you believe that? That to me makes him a good steward of God's varied grace. He said, here's my life, God. I will even let them take it from me. I'll let them kill me and so that my blood can wash away the sin of my people and that um, I can send the Holy Spirit to give them life. And so this verse points us at Jesus. It, it, and here's what we could say Peter is saying. Do what Jesus did. Do you see that now? Look at look at verse 10 again, 1 Peter 4.10. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace, or in other words, be like Jesus. So whenever we say like, do what Jesus would do, sometimes we can get confused. What does that mean? Well, here's a verse. That makes it very plain you see what jesus has done for you you do that for others now empowered by the holy spirit and we again we can know this is true because when we look at the end of 11 it says that in order that in everything god may be glorified through jesus christ jesus christ started off glorifying god with his life with his miracles with his death with his resurrection and now jesus christ continues glorifying god by empowering each one of us followers of christ with his holy spirit to give our lives away to bring further glory to god so you're a part of something very big my friend Um, even if you started following jesus yesterday or you've been following him for 50 years you've been given the gift to use your life to glorify god in this earth and that's pretty neat and that's what um, First Peter 4.10 points us towards. Because after all, as it ends, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So that'll do it for our first time out. Um, I hope this is helpful to you. One of the things I hope will really help is you can count on us to look at Scripture those three ways every time. And my hope is that'll begin to help you look at your, your Scripture readings that way as well it's not magic but i think it's very important so as you're spending your own time in scripture you can begin to say okay what's the context what was the original author trying to say and where can i see jesus in these verses all right um so we'll be with you again uh pretty soon and uh, as always if you have any questions or any feedback at all you can email me j sarah j-s-e-r-r-a at thecrosspoint.com